The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Questions matter. The questions we ask, the questions we allow to come and take residence in our souls and in our minds matter. They make a difference. Those questions orient us. That word question comes from the root, the same root as quest. They set us on a journey, they set us on a quest. They're important. The questions we ponder, the questions we ask. And in the first reading today, we hear some very powerful questions. If you want to put that slide down for just a second, I'll get to it. There you go. Uh, we, we hear some very port, important questions from Job. Job was the one who suffered. You heard in that introduction to that first reading, he'd been stripped of everything, even his health, and he was a sick man living in the dump. And he asked the question, what does this all mean? Isn't life just a meaningless drudgery? And the book of Job goes on for pages and pages where Job is asking these questions. And some of his friends come to the dump to visit him and they sit with him and they give him some answers to those questions. Maybe you're here because you're a sinner or maybe you're here because you've done something wrong. But Job doesn't settle for those answers, those simple answers. He sits with that question Why? And for pages and pages, we hear different answers. 
but he's asking God, why? And the answer comes at the end of the book. Why do good people suffer? Why is there pain in the world? And the answer comes not as an answer to that question. What we discover when we get to the end of the book of Job is that question has led Job to God. Sitting with that question in his heart and being willing to embrace the suffering that has come into his life and being willing to ask that sacred question leads him to an encounter with God. And as we discover when we come to the conclusion of the book of Job, it's that encounter that matters. There is no answer to that question except in encountering God. Imagine you are St. Peter's mother-in-law in that gospel today, and you're sick, you're ill with a fever, maybe you're dying, and you're lying on your bed, and those questions come. Why me? Why this? Why this pandemic? Why is the world broken? Why are we fighting with each other? And you lie down with those questions gnawing on you. And there is no answer until Jesus comes and he lifts you up and you enter into a life of service. See, it's only in encountering God that suffering has any meaning at all. It's only in allowing those questions to go into our hearts that we are led to God. If we settle for those simple, superficial answers, we miss where they are taking us. And that's to the heart of Jesus. And you might be thinking, Lincoln, you're just making this stuff up. This is crazy. We're all about answers. But now you can put that slide up. Jesus himself, all through the New Testament, if you look at this, Jesus asked 183 questions to guide people to the Lord. He gave three answers. 183 questions, three answers. And then the questions he got asked, 307 of them, he did not give an answer to. He responded with another question. Questions matter. And they lead us when we sit with them to the heart of God. Allow your heart to go on the quest that the questions have given you. This Lent, which is less than two weeks away, we're going to be pondering some questions. 
We have a question of the week that we've been doing since Advent. Many of you may have seen them up in the PowerPoint, or you see them in the flock note, or you've seen them in the bulletin. You're going to get a mailing here in the next week or so that has a list of the questions for each week as we journey through Lent. We're not going to be giving you a lot of answers this Lent because Jesus is the answer. The encounter with him is the answer. But what we're asking you to do is to ponder those questions each week. And as we ponder those questions together, we trust that those questions and all the questions of our hearts will lead us to God. Because that's our quest this Lent. In a couple of weeks, we're going to hear Jesus being driven into the desert to ponder a question. What does it mean and how does it mean to live as a beloved child of God? That's a sacred question. So we're going to ask all of us together to ponder those questions of the week, each week, as we walk through Lent. And we trust that those questions like the questions that God, that Job asked, like those questions that plague our own heart can lead us to God. So what do you do with those questions of the week? You're going to have a list of them. You're going to see them all over in different places that we're communicating with you. Well, there's lots of things you can do with them. Take that question and stick it on your refrigerator or stick it on your mirror in the bathroom or stick it on the visor of your car. And think about it throughout the day. You can use that question as a family. When you gather for one of your meals, you can throw that question out there and have a conversation. See, these aren't questions that have answers, but they're questions that lead us somewhere. Or you can journal with that question throughout the week. Jot down your thoughts, because they're going to change as you go. That's the nature of a sacred question. On the podcast that's going to be coming out this week, you're going to hear me talk a little bit about how to write a sacred question of your own, and you're welcome to do that. But we're providing you with these questions of the week so that when we come to Easter, we'll have been guided deeper into our relationship with God. See, we're starting a quest together. And this is the beginning, I hope, of rebooting the parish in some ways. I have more questions than answers when people say, what are we going to do this summer? And when is fall going to happen? And what's it going to look like then? I have more questions than answers. But those questions are going to lead us forward into a deeper encounter with God. We have the example of Job. We have the example of Jesus. And we have the questions of the week. That's our itinerary. That's our plan. That's our quest. As we move into Lent. And as we long for an encounter with our God.